Hello, happy new week. Welcome to another podcast by the Kenyan Wall Street. My name is Ali Mwakaneno, your usual host. So um, we're almost approaching the Angaza Awards and I thought maybe we should have a conversation with one of the finalists. Her name is Judith Sidi Odiambo and um, she is the Group Head of Corporate Affairs at KCB Group based in Nairobi. And we want to get to know her better and understand why exactly she was selected to be one of the top 10 uh, finalists for these awards. Welcome to the show, Judith. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your career. Okay, thank you, Mwakaneno. Um, so, so my name is Judith Sidi Odiambo. I am the Group Head of Corporate Affairs and Sustainability at KCB Group. And um, I have been on this role for the past uh, 14 years, uh, having worked at the banking institution. But previously, I have also worked at the water sector and I've also worked in the transport sector uh, as a public relations manager. And so that is as far as my career progression has done. So I have been in the PR, communications, events management uh, profession for the past uh, 25 years plus. And so it has been a journey and uh, having worked, as I said, in the various sector has given me a lot of um, understanding, uh, working with different stakeholders, knowing what are the issues that are at hand, understanding what's, how to work with strategy, how to make sure that you coordinate your activities to support business growth, business agenda and business strategy. And so it has been a learning for me. So you've, you've talked about uh, being in the industry for, for well over two decades, two and a half to be precise, and uh, the challenges that you've encountered. Could you delve a little bit in your, some of the challenges that you went through and some of the um, milestones that you achieved? And maybe perhaps if you could go a step further and tell us some of the women in your life that inspired you and encouraged you to keep moving in that journey. When I did pick out this uh, role as a public relations a practitioner, as I started out uh, more than two decades ago, of course, it was a new area and uh, not well understood in the market. And therefore, I, I did get a mentor who has been holding my hand uh, just to navigate the space and to understand uh, what what to do at uh, every point. And this enabled me to be able to see uh, the opportunity uh, in that uh, profession and to be able to look at this profession and see how can it be a major contributor to uh, business growth, business objectives, as well as support business agenda of an organization. Uh, so part of the milestones that I did uh, work with is to set up departments. So I was able to set up a PR departments. I was able to set up a communications department, being able to set up customer care departments. But what I would say is that I have seen the role evolve over time and becoming more strategic for organizations. Uh, before uh, having a public relations and communications department uh, was not found as a major thing. But of late, we have seen every organization's uh, desire to make sure that they have this department in place because of managing your stakeholders. 
uh, over time, we have also seen a lot of stakeholders coming on board and asking a lot of questions from companies, from organizations, whether in the public and private sector, on what it is that you're doing as an organization and how are you contributing towards uh, positivity to the stakeholders that you find, your, your market, and also the people that are around you. So with that uh, component, we have seen uh, there is need for more, for more organizations now to share their story with every stakeholder in the market. And therefore, it has now put pressure for all public relations and communications practitioners to up their game uh, so that then they can be able to, to package these stories uh, in a way uh, that can be shared uh, so that people can understand what they do as an organization. So I was looking at some of the things that you manage and something that really, really caught my attention is the fact that you were involved in the rollout of Sustainable Finance Initiative at KCB Bank. And um, when we talk about sustainability, one of the issues that we'd like to focus in the Angaza Awards is, of course, um, SDG5 and gender equality. From a leadership standpoint, Mauv, what are some of um, the bridges that, that you've built or rather intend to build to help more women join the finance sector? Thank you for that question. So yes, so sustainability as we know it is how you run your business uh, in recognition of the environmental and social aspects as an organization. And yes, uh, sustainability is important, uh, of course, for every organization. And then when I look at the bank, uh, when I joined uh, at that time, I think it was the year 2006, we didn't have a lot of women uh, in, the, in, the, in the sector. Uh, but of course, of late now, because of a lot of awareness on this uh, parameter, so we have seen more women uh, joining, of course, the bank and also serving at senior levels. From the perspective of KCB, of course, one of the things that we noted is that uh, a lot of women, when they joined the bank, we would all be at 50, 50 uh, uh, percent uh, position, which was very good. But as you go up the ladder, then we find the women would be left out. And so what would happen is that as our other counterparts, the men were progressing ahead, we would find that the women were left behind. And so one of the things that we did in the year 2014, I was put forward to champion what we call the Women in Leadership Network for KCB. And so I was able to put that into place by first doing a survey on what are the areas where we are finding ourselves lagging behind as women in KCB, and, and why are we not able to, uh, uh, to, to be able to participate effectively at senior level? So what we did is we looked at the number of women who participated in interviews because that was very important. We normally have internal interviews. So we started measuring to say how many women are actually applying for the roles? How many women are actually doing the interviews? How many women in terms of performance uh, management are we able to evaluate? How are they performing at different levels? And so we were able to get all this data to enable us now come up with a program that could be able now to help them see how do we effectively train them so that they can be able to, to, be, to have confidence to pick out uh, this leadership position. And that is how the Women in Leadership Network was born in KCB. We normally have a team of 250 women who are trained after every two years uh, for leadership positions. So there are quite a number of things that they will do there. They have a book club. 
uh, they'll normally have uh, different uh, mentors who come to talk to them about how they have gone uh, through the ladder. We also use our senior uh, people in the executive uh, also to speak to them on how they can be able to navigate their career. They also have an opportunity to talk with those who are also mothers, how they have navigated that space of motherhood and how have they made sure that they were not left behind. So all these conversations have overall contributed to them having confidence to be able to appreciate that it is okay to, to be a mother and also okay for you to have your career and still uh, succeed in the career space. So that is what I've been able to participate in, uh, in supporting our women so that they can be able to grow up the career ladder in the bank. I think those are really, really wonderful initiatives. You know, you've mentioned a book club and we have our own at the Kenyan Wall Street. We call it the Amari Book Club, which we are running in collaboration with the Kenya Bankers Association. And uh, it's a community of uh, women in the finance and service sector mostly just sharing books and comparing notes to improve a network within themselves. What book are you currently reading? Okay, so what I would say, the, currently the book that I'm reading is Becoming. I'm one of the latecomers in reading the book. I bought it and kept it, uh, but I've not read it yet, but I'm now reading it. I'm hoping to complete it end of this month because it's something that I said I must read. Of course, I've been reading the different excerpts and I'm one of those people who believes in reading a hard copy uh, just to enjoy uh, the, the, the storytelling in a book. And so that's what I'm currently reading. But I do read at least one book every month. That's normally my target. I have tried to do two books a month. It has not worked. So I've been polite to myself and said I'll be doing one book per month and, and that should be able to uh, help me keep up to date with what is going on. So, and I'm also not very particular about particular books. What I do is I, I pick up books which are of interest, books which could be talking about subjects that are current, books that, of course, speak about uh, issues that are at hand. So I'm not very much uh, aligned to a particular segment, whether it's a fiction book or, or storytelling or um, or those that um, talk about the people involved, but I normally just read a book uh, looking at what is the context and what is happening currently. Earlier, when, when you were discussing some of the initiatives that KCB Group has done just to um, make it easier for women to scale up the career ladder, you mentioned about um, some of the human resource sort of initiatives like looking into why are women not applying for top level positions. And, you know, from an HR point of view, of course, we have to talk about reward, specifically looking at highlighting and rewarding achievements. Just building upon that, why do you think it's important that we highlight the achievements of women? It's important that we highlight the achievements of women because remember, we have women in uh, different grades and categories, of course, in an institution uh, such as KCB. So they are actually what we'd call role models, okay? So those who are behind them are looking up to them as role models. And so they are looking at the, their behavior. They are looking at how they carry themselves. They are looking at them on how they conduct themselves. They are looking at them at how they are putting in their effort to be able to get those promotions. So if these stories are not shared with them, then they will not be able to appreciate that uh, it is possible for them to be able to get uh, those promotions and move ahead in their career. So they will become comfortable and say, okay, I'm just okay, just serving here. 
I don't want to give myself unnecessary um, targets. So I'm, I'm okay and I'm comfortable and let me be where I am. And yet that person could be having so much potential which they are not making use of. So by making sure that uh, the positive stories are shared across the bank about the women and what they are doing in terms of uh, spearheading their careers, because they also have to be intentional. They also have to deliberate. They have put in their time. They put in their effort. So these other women who are coming must see that, the younger women must see that it's possible so that for them also to be able to do the same and to push uh, that card forward. Otherwise, then what we'll end up having is everybody being comfortable where they are and, and, and not having that ambition uh, to move forward. You are one of the top 10 applicants of the Angaza Awards, which is a platform that highlights the achievements of women in the banking and finance sector in general. What was your intrinsic motivation to apply for these awards? The ethos behind the Agaza Awards was to recognize great achievements by women, especially in the financial sector. And uh, personally, I believe that a diverse and inclusive workplace earns a deeper trust and commitment from employees. Personally, I've been a strong uh, champion, both professionally and uh, personally, on mentoring young women to be better versions of themselves. And therefore, this platform was also a good catalyst for me to be able to apply for it. But also looking at the bigger agenda of uh, climate finance and the green economy motivated me uh, to say this was a big thing for Kenya and I can be able to uh, push this agenda uh, so that it can also uh, be of help to any other person who could be doing it and probably they were not sure whether they could apply for it. And so just to to be able to for, for it to be a role model for any other uh, woman in the finance sector who is doing a particular thing on sustainability, they can also be able to apply next time when that opportunity comes. You know, um, some of the initiatives that you've sort of pioneered in sustainability, we just talked about, have earned you, you know, credentials like the Kenya pioneer of SDG as well as um, a respected individual in Green Climate Accreditation Fund. Could you tell us more about this? Okay, so on the Sustainable Development uh, Goals 2020 uh, Champions, this, this award was actually given by UN Global Compact. Uh, so the UN Global Compact normally will look at uh, what activities individuals have done over the year under sustainable development goals, and then they acknowledge those who have, who have given their contribution towards that. When you look at the sustainable development goals, we have 17 goals. So what I did personally was to ensure that uh, as a bank, we were able to identify nine sustainable development goals that we integrated and adopted as a bank, which we ran with. Uh, between uh, now and the year 2030. So being able to go through that whole process and for everybody to acknowledge it and to be able to have measurements and parameters that we shall be monitoring uh, for this decade, uh, that was my big input that I put into that uh, process. And at the Green Climate Fund, of course, uh, this accreditation was important because unless you are accredited, you cannot access funds from the Green Climate Fund under the green economy and climate financing. And we know that we have had a lot of challenges in terms of climate issues in our country. You can name flooding, we can name droughts and all the aspects of, of climate financing, weather patterns, all these have been affecting our people. 
And so looking at it, and I say, this is a bigger picture for our country. So if we can be able to get this accreditation, it will be a cheap funding for us, and we can be able to support more people in the country, especially in the area of climate financing and the green economy. It is still a new area because most people have still not adopted, but again, it is a space that once you take advantage of, it can give impact because at the end of the day, what you're talking about is impact and supporting livelihoods and making sure that you bring everybody in terms of inclusion into your financial uh, pipeline. So how do you uh, play your role in that space? So that is how then I took up the challenge to, uh, to, to be able to work on this uh, Green Climate Fund uh, accreditation. Um, what are some of the activities that you engage yourself that make sure you impact your society or your community outside the bank? Uh, so at a personal level, I'm very, uh, I do like supporting women uh, projects and programs. Uh, of course, I do support um, a school from where I come from in Kilifi County. I also do support a school also from uh, Siaya County. Uh, so I do like to support projects, especially to deal with the school children, because I believe that that is where uh, the basics start from. And that if we can be able to, uh, to support, especially our children in terms of education and getting the right values at that early age, then it becomes easier when they grow as adults. So that is my space that I've supported a lot. And supporting women, especially um, uh, women who have been bereaved. Uh, so I like to support a, a lot of women projects. So I'm very keen personally to do that. And I have found that it has been very helpful. Uh, my mantra that I look at is that uh, I need to give back because once you have grown into a space uh, like that, which I am, it means then the society expects you then to give back because you have been benefiting from what the society has been giving you. So giving back is part of our mantra. It's something that uh, I have been taught since, since I was young. So it is something that is not hard for me. It's something that I'm used to. And every year, I do have uh, projects that I do support, monitor its progress and see what else we can do, working with, of course, with, with other friends of mine, just to make sure that we pull resources together to be able to do impactful projects. Um, now that you are one of the top 10 finalists for the, for the Angaza Awards, congratulations, by the way. Um, and you've also been recognized in, in other platforms. As you said earlier, we are the Kenya pioneer of SDG and uh, your thought leader in green climate in Kenya. How would you use being a recipient of this award to influence others or how would it impact your career? Of course, this recognition was both a surprise but also good uh, because of course then it means I have to, to be able to, to showcase uh, what it is that I've been able to do and to share my story. And I believe uh, through sharing of my story, then many people, of course, will be able to uh, have courage to apply for some of these things. I know sometimes we see it and we ignore. But one of the things as women, uh, we need to make sure that we're able to tell our stories of what we have done 
because nobody else will come and stand in and tell your story. You have to be confident of what you have done. And as long as you have your data to back you up and it is something that you have personally done, then you can put it in and of course, share your story of what you have done, which is important. I'd also like to use this platform for to have more and more women, of course, in the bank, banking sector, also applying for these Angaza Awards. I know it was the first time, so most people were like, uh, should we, should we not? But I think uh, because we have started the first phase, I think going forward because of the awareness and now people understanding what it's all about, we are going to have more and more women also applying for this phase. And even those in the other industries, apart from uh, banking, can also apply. Probably they have done something to help uh, the financial sector to improve maybe on, on our products, on our services. They can also participate in that. Uh, so I'm hoping that in future to be more cross-functional so that we're also able to see what are other sectors doing to be able to fast track some of the initiatives that are being done in the banking sector. And that way, of course, we shall propel it into even a much bigger award where we are able to share experiences and also network better. You know, looking back throughout your journey of the application, what do you think you would have done differently if given a chance to reapply for a similar award? The way I applied it, uh, I wouldn't do it differently because the way I did it is how I would have done it uh, in case it was any other award. So what I did is what I did as, as my very best. In the next Angaza Awards, it's going to have a rather more regional focus. So um, we will expand the scope from, you know, just Eastern Africa, all the way to include women from all over the continent. What is a word of advice that you would give to prospective applicants? So what I would advise uh, respective participants is that um, those who, of course, would be interested to do it, of course, this year, is uh, to look at impact. I think once you look at impact, that will give the story. Uh, so, so let it not be something uh, that that uh, nobody can put a finger to impact. Because even when I looked at mine, I knew because of the impact, there was no way I was going to miss my top 10 place. I was that confident. So even as you do, even as the other applicants, uh, of course, uh, uh, participate, the most important thing will be for them to make sure that they're able to tell their story from an impact perspective, because that is what then uh, generates uh, what your story is all about. Thank you. And maybe any last words for women out there? Okay, so first I'd like to thank, of course, the Angaza Awards Committee, uh, who, of course, selected me for this award. I don't take it for granted. I take it as, as, as a privilege uh, because then it means that uh, all the hard work that I have put in over the years has come to recognition, and which is a good thing. I'd also like to applaud also the other women also who participated and, of course, are part of the top 10 women and I know that we are going to pave way for others to come after us so that they can look up at us and see us as role models and be able to climb up the ladder in terms of their career growth and their career expectations, as well as their career plans and objectives that they have uh, as they join the banking sector. So I do see it as a very positive step 
uh, for, for women, especially in finance, because we have had other awards, but not specific to finance. So I think with a focus on financing, we are going to see more and more women being courageous to come out so that they can be able to share their impact uh, stories. Because financing in itself doesn't look like a very interesting subject. Uh, but a lot is happening and I know a lot of women are doing other things. And so this will be a very good platform for us to have those stories to share. And these stories can actually be able to be shared over and over for the next 12 months so that other people in the same sector can learn about what others have been doing. And this will be a very good uh, learning platform for all the women in the banking sector. Thank you so much, Judith, for sharing that. To our listeners, that was Judith Sidi Odiambo, who is a group head of corporate affairs at KCB Group, and also one of the top 10 applicants at the Angaza Awards. There's more, more, more to Judith than what we've discussed on this platform. So uh, please feel free to visit kenyanbostreet.com and just search Judith Sidi to learn more of what she has done that warrants her to be a recipient of this and many other awards. Judith, thank you so much for creating time to join the discussion today. And I look forward to seeing you at the Angaza Awards. Thank you too, and all the best.